What's up, y'all? It's the world famous Ben Lopez. Right here. Hey, you're now listening to the Sounds of the Scramble Life Podcast. Are you ready? Hell yeah. All right, here we go. To keep you suckers tripping Everybody's looking If you're jealous, turn around The AMG kick Keeps us closer to the ground We're getting good grip From the 50 series tires The Alpine's bumping But I need the volume higher Cause the 808 kick drum Makes the girlies get dumb We're rolling Rainier And the jealous wanna get some Every time we do this Sucker MCs wanna battle I'm the man they love to hate The J.R.U.ing of Seattle Picked up the posse On 23rd and Jackson Heading for the strip Yes, we're looking for some action The limo's kinda crowded The whole car was leaning back Maharaji's watching TV With two girlies on his lap On Martin Luther King The set looks kinda dead We need a new street So posse move ahead And we all look kinda swath The crew you can't forget The mix a lot Posse Cola ripping up the set Say what, say what My posse's on Broadway Yes, yes, you tuned in to the Scramble Live Podcast, episode 34, right here, live and direct, y'all, what's up? I started to show off with something a little different today, um, that was... Posse on Broadway by an artist named Sir Mix-A-Lot. Now, you know, I've always been a big hip-hop fan over and over the years. But this was like around 88, 89, I remember I was looking at Rap City on BET. And they played this video, and it was this dude sitting there. He was supposed to be the DJ at the radio station, and he, he looked different to me because, you know, I'm from upstate New York. So I don't see these type of people all the time. So this dude with this funny haircut, he was like Filipino or something. And he's the DJ and uh these dudes come in there with these leather bombers or uh, leather coats on. They hitting them in the head trying to get him to play a record and tell him he don't know know nothing about hip hop. So this whole thing was this record that I just played and that whole movement was based out of a place called Seattle, Washington. Now back then I was about 14 years old or so I Knew nothing about Seattle, Washington. And when I heard the word Washington, like a lot of other black people, I thought of Washington, D.C. But Seattle, Washington, never knew nothing about it. The video, that video right there was kind of dark and gloomy to me, which kind of represents the whole vibe up there with the rain and everything. But I never knew nothing about Seattle, Washington. And uh, here we are some damn near 30 plus years later. They got hip hop coming out of there, a lot of different artists. Uh, things of that nature. But we got a special guest on the show today. He is Seattle, Washington. Uh, I want to introduce you guys to DJ Dox. What's up, sir? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Nothing much, nothing much, man. I, you know, I, I've been thinking about Seattle this week. You know, I stayed up there on and off here and there. 
And I said, we're going to do a Seattle episode. So you know, I, I felt it very fitting to bring you on because I know you've been involved with the hip-hop movement there for years. You've been a club DJ, radio DJ, a record store owner, and, you know, has your hands in a whole bunch of other different things out there in that area. Um, so tell tell people a little bit about yourself, man. Who is DJ Detox? Well, man, um, I'm originally from Columbia, South Carolina, man, and um, I moved up here around about 93, 94. And uh, I started out in Tacoma, Washington, actually, mm. uh, went to Spanaway Lake High School, played football, red track, and then, um, but from there, man, um, always with a love of hip hop, you know, music and everything like that from back home. My cousins and uh, they used to have a, they used to own a record label called Ill Tip Records. And um, my cousin said, and my cousin Rob, you know what I'm saying? My, my cousin Rob is, uh, who I watched, you know, he was a DJ. And uh, that's who I, you know, uh, got my inspiration from also with you know, my, my other inspirations from, you know, Jab Master J and, and um, DJ Jazzy Jeff and everything else like that. But um, he was Scratch Master Rob and my cousin was Sparky Finesse. And um, so from there, man, um, you know, moved from South Carolina all the way up here to Seattle. My, my uncle and aunt, you know what I'm saying? And my cousins, they lived up here. So and I had made, you know, pilgrimage, pilgrimage over here, like, you know, a couple of summers and checked it out. And, you know, you know, Washington was dope. So, um, you know, came back. And I with my mom and my baby brother, you know what I'm saying, followed my uncle and aunt back over here. We drove cross country. And I'm here. Um, so from there, you know what I'm saying, got into the, you know, the music scene, started in Tacoma. Um, you know, um, with DJs like DJ Jimmy Jam and Greg G and mm. Ewok and uh, other, you know, other DJs like that, and um, then moved my way around as I got older. You know, about eighteen, nineteen years old. You know, still in the bedroom with one one technique without the pitch control on there and a, and a CD player and trying to put mixes together. You know, say take them up to the local barber shops. At Federal Way, well, we moved to Federal Way, and then from there, you know, started moving my way into Seattle, and um, hooked up with my family, a guy in Pearl, who had a record store called ARS, another record store, which was the number one uh, mom and pop record store on the West Coast. Okay. And um, and then from there, you know, um, hit downtown Seattle and hit the DVA and the odds and all that stuff like that. And, um, you know, just came and told my cousin, I told my cousin guy, say, man, I want to be a DJ. I'm going to be a DJ because, you know, I'm, it's been in me. I've been, you know, in the crib, you know, trying to make beats and everything else like that. And my, and my mom, she used to do hair. My mom was, you know, one of the, you know, one of the dopest hairstylists ever, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's what my family stemmed from. It's, you know, beauticians and cosmetologists. And my father was a barber, you know, and everything else like that. So. Um, and she always kept my mom always kept me around the music scene, you know, taking me to all the concerts and everything else like that back home. So I would, you know, uh, be around all the celebrities and everything else like that because my mom was, you know, popular lady back home, back home in Carolina. Right. So, um, as a young kid, I was, I was, you know, 
And the console, seeing the run MC, the LL Cool J, the Fat Boys, the Curtis Blow, the Rocksteady Crew, you know, and all that stuff. So, you know, um, New Edition, you know, all that. Um, you know, I, I was in everything. My mom told me all the time, Luther Vandross, Patty LaBelle, Isaac Brothers. I was about all music. So, so with that, you know, just love music, you know, and then, you know, I'm, you know, three years after hip hop, hip hop was 1973. I'm 76, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, everything hip hop, you know, RV, I was, I was loving it. I was with it. So got up here to Seattle and, um, and jumped into it, man. You know, um, loving it, just doing it, man. Just, you know, um, going around with the family. I'm my, uh, my other brother, Maxi, you know what I'm saying? He was in the military, you know what I'm saying? And he would, um, you know, take me, you know, with him. You know, I'm in, I'm in all in the, in the NCO club and all the other clubs that I wasn't supposed to be in at a young age. I was in there. Every chance I got the chance to play some music, I was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had, I had nothing but a couple of little records. You know what I'm saying? You know, because back then, you know, when you get into it, you really don't know how, you know, what you're doing. So, right. You know, I'm out there in, in, in the scene, in the scene, just trying to, trying to get it. So basically, so, you 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 basically moved from down south. Your family got roots up there. You moved up there, and you got on the scene, and you did your thing. Um, and that's pretty much how, how how you jumped into it. <laughs> Long story short, yeah, yeah. Long story short, man. Yeah, just man. So check this out, though. You know what, though, a lot of people don't know about this. You got Tacoma, and you got Seattle. What's the difference between the two? Like, what's your version of the difference between the two? Okay. Uh, Tacoma, a lot of folks don't know. Tacoma's like, uh, uh, before it was the Seattle Supersonics, it was it, they, this, uh, the Sonics were in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. So, didn't know that. Uh, t- Tacoma was like, yeah, um, it's like your down to earth, you know, saying popular, you know, where, where the black folks were, you know, so the military bases, you, you got Fort Lewis, you got McCord, then you had this, then you had the Seattle, Seattle was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're, you're up and coming, you know what I'm saying? You know, that, that, that you know, it's, it's, it's the city, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you, you got one subdivisional city that's, you know, yeah, it's kicking in, you know what I'm saying? It's cool to be at, it's like, it's like on the East Coast, it's like being in South Carolina and cooking it on two nights a day. You go to Charlotte and Charlotte is, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's like, it, it blow your mind because it's like within the I-5 corridor, as you know, you got the other little small other pocket cities. Can't. So you, as you coming up from Tacoma, you're going to hit Fife. You know, Federal Way, mm-hmm. then you're going to hit Des Moines, then you're going to hit Kent, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you're going to hit Renton. And then for Renton, then you're going to, you know, then you hit into Seattle. Right. So then if you go east, you hit Bellevue. Bellevue is like Hollywood. Pretty you much. know what I'm saying? That the, 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 you know, you got your Bill Gates and all them all over there. Yeah. But Seattle was, you know, where the happening scene was. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Where a lot of folks, the music scene was that, you know what I'm saying? You got your grunge, you got your, your, your hip hop, you got your rock, you got all that, you know what I mean? So it's, um, 
a lot of folks just really as in doing the history and about, you know, about Seattle, you know what I'm saying? You got your, you know, your Ray Charles is the kick. You got your Quincy Jones. You got, you know, a lot of uh, superstar celebrities that have, you know, your Sir mix a lot that's came from Seattle, all uh, your Kirk Bays and all that. You know what I mean? So uh, Seattle's music scene, you know what I'm saying, is just, it's a sneaky factor, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's not like your, your Atlanta's or your New York's or, or your LA's or anything else like that. It's a lot of hidden jewels and, you know, dope artists up here that, you know, for one thing, as you know, I wish that we'd get a lot more spotlight on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's Seattle's dope, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, so check this out. Take a, Let's say it again, my bad. I right, said so you got you gotta have a strong you gotta you know strong hustle to be up here. Yeah. Yeah. You got that right. <laughs> it ain't no joke up there and it definitely ain't cheap. I think that explains why so many homeless people are up there. But but check it out. This is what we're gonna do right quick. We're gonna take a little break. We're gonna play a little bit of Seattle music right quick. Uh this is Black Stacks. I love my life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love my life. Yeah, I picked this yeah, joint. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. We're going to get this going. I don't know where my sound went. I love my life. Take that from the top, y'all. i 
Alicia Loud on the vocals. Yo, that was the joint. You there? Yeah, man, yeah, man, that song right there is like um, Black Stacks got me that joint when they dropped it, and um, and I picked it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I I still play that joint to this day. It's, it's one of the timeless dope hits from the town. This is man. And uh, if y'all if y'all not rocking Black Stacks, Black Stacks is a dope, dope, dope group. Yep, dope hip hop. Soul from Seattle, Washington. Jace, Felicia Loud, they're doing big things out there. If you want to look them up, look up Black Stacks. It's spelled with a S S T A X. So Google that one, Black Stacks out of Seattle. So that's cool, man. Um, check it out. So you're still over there doing your thing. You're still DJing. So right now, being a DJ up there in the Seattle area, would you say you're doing more weddings, clubs, or private events at this current time? Right now, man, I'm doing a little bit of everything, but I'm doing more private events um, with my mobile DJ service, Omega Mobile DJs. So, um, you know, I prefer that right now than doing a lot of clubs right now. That, you know, it's that time, it's time of the year with the graduations and and um, just the party scenes for his private events. So, yeah, man, more private than anything. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So, yeah, once again, we're here on the Scramble Life podcast, episode 34. We got D-Docs in the house from Seattle area, Seattle, Tacoma. Um, learning a lot about him, the Seattle music scene, uh, his upbringing up there as a DJ and things of that nature. Um, I think right now what we're going to do is we're going to get into a segment of the show. Um, we ain't done in a while because we ain't had a regular show with L. But um, it's going to go a little something like this. All right, it's been a minute, it's been a minute, it's been a minute. And D-Docs probably don't even know anything about this, but this segment of the show is called Teacher Sex. So what we do normally is we talk about the top stories of teachers having sex with students, mainly here wow. in the United States, but it happens worldwide. And this is a very, very common thing. I think this this got real big in the media due to Seattle, Washington, because it was a situation up there where the teacher was a female teacher was messing with the student and they had a kid and it was a whole big mess, but it happens. So on this episode right here, you know, we got four girls, two boys. Okay, that's something else we're going to talk about in a minute, not that one. But uh, for the teacher sex, where the hell did the story go? Uh-oh. Just give me a minute. We're going to have to do mad edits on this one. <laughs> All right, so you got a former Lake Orion high school teacher who pleads guilty to sex crimes with a student sentenced to a year in jail. So she got a year in jail. Um, I don't know if you can see her image on the other end there, but it's Kathleen Kate Boozer. 
Bozer. All right. So basically, this happened out in uh, Michigan, somewhere near Detroit. So you got Kate Bozer, a former teacher at Lake Orion High School. Uh, she's been sentenced to a year in jail and must register as a sex offender after she pleaded no contest to having a sexual relationship with a former student. Uh, Bozer reached a plea deal and agreed to plead no contest to two counts of third-degree criminal sex crimes. Uh, as part of the plea deal, two other charges were dropped, and Bozer was sentenced to a year in jail. Uh, and it also says here that she must, of course, uh, register as a sex offender, blah, blah, blah. And uh, see, she faced up to 15, 15 years in jail. Um, let's see what else is going on with that one right there. What's something crazy about this? So uh, they told Fox News that she had sexual intercourse multiple times uh, with the kid uh, in the classroom at the school. We made it a chore of getting big sheets of black construction paper <laughs> and covering every window in the classroom, including even uh, the small notch window on the door. So there, uh, so there, no way to see into the classroom, he said. So that goes on and on. But, yeah, it goes on with the teacher sex out here. And uh, any thoughts on that, man? I mean, man, I, I mean, <laughs> man, this is a strong topic. You know what I mean, man? Uh, I mean, uh, the man who came eternal, you know what I'm saying, with uh, that happened up here, you know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is the young man, um, if, if a lot of people know about the story, he became a DJ. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he's been out here DJing and everything. And um, just a little insight on the story of D uh, Billy Galau. Billy Galau, I think, is his name. Um, and um, and uh, they, they continued their uh, relationship, you know, after all that happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And... Um, and he stayed, you know, I think he pretty much, he stayed with her until I think she, she passed away. I think she had cancer. Wow. And, um, and, uh, man, he, you know, stayed in there. They had children and everything else. But as far as my thing on it, man, I think, you know what I'm saying, it's, um, uh, today, today, you know, in the time that the, the world is, the world is going crazy, man. And, um, and it is not, it's a lot of young teachers just coming in to the teaching game. And they're saying, and then, and then uh, the kids, you know, and, you know, said from when we were coming up, they're overdeveloped because of the food and, and the things that they're eating and whatnot. So, but it's a, it's, it's bad, man. Um, you know, you can't tell nobody, you know, who to, you know, but you can't, you know, on the age thing, if you know they're a kid, it's bad, man. You can't be just sitting up there. I wouldn't want nobody messing with my children. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be teaching them. You ain't teaching them. You, you doing some other stuff. You know what I mean? You're doing too so, much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to stay after school, mom. Uh-uh. No, you ain't. Oh, All right. But, uh, but I, it's sick, man. Um that a person would think that messing with a child is, is, is what's up. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. um and um I think that um you know they should be put behind bars, you know. I mean they're putting you know putting you behind bars for other silly stuff and that right there that's really 
that's bad, man. You know, you got teachers out here messing with little young, you know, young kids and everything else like that, man. That's just sick. So, I mean, it's only two ways you can put it. That's the only way you can put it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It, it is what it is, you know. And, uh, you know, it's messed up. Like I said, we, we featured that on the show for most of the episodes we've recorded so far. Uh, but that's just one little segment right there with the teacher sex. So I had to put that one out there for this week. Uh, other than that, we also talk about nightclub violence that happens around the country. Um, it's been a lot of violence within the last few days uh, at clubs, as usual. Um, some of the latest shootings you had, one down in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, you see a man was severely shot in a shoot near a club downtown near. Uh, actually, the guy died after being shot at the club, so. That's uh, down there in Columbus, Ohio. Then you had a situation with the four girls and two boys. Now, that was a teen party at a nightclub down in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Uh, that went on. And then also they're cracking down all the clubs down in, uh, what you call it, Norfolk, Virginia. Because they had, like, quadruple shootings at the clubs there recently. Um, so they're cracking down on all the clubs. Like, it, you know, it goes down in a lot of these different cities, man. How's it been out there with the clubs and the shootings and everything? I know they were shooting in Pioneer Square not too long ago. Um, how's that going out there, man? Man, um, this is one of the things that I, I brought up on my man DJ Pegs. Um, uh, he interviewed me on his, on his podcast, and it's like um, – it's it's messed up, man. That um, that this has to happen at the nightclubs and have to, you know whatnot, and it only happens at the nightclubs. But the thing about it is, is that the DJs and the promoters and the nightclubs suffer from, you know, um, beef or things that's happening that doesn't you know come from you know just being at the club. Uh, a lot of these shootings and things that um, with people in the neighborhood or. They got rivals or whatnot, or, or it, it just it just and it trickles down to the nightclub when you put drugs and alcohol into it. But the thing who's affected by the run is the, the the innocent bystanders or whatever that happens, or the business of the nightclub um, that gets maybe shut down due to the um, port of violence or whatnot, or the DJs they're out of a job, the promoters out of the job, but. Um, but also, it also goes into the effect because I am a, a DJ that has witnessed numerous shootings at nightclubs or whatnot doing on my event or whatnot. And there's also, we're left out there without any support from the city or, you know, the police departments or whatnot for us to have off-duty officers or officers at the nightclubs or whatnot so that we could have some type of safety around the nightclubs or whatnot, and they're leaving us out there and then saying, hey, well, you guys have problems, so we need to shut you guys down, or, or the, the DJ gets a tarnishment on his name saying that, oh, because you had DJ such and such, a DJ DDox there, you know, he, he played some hip-hop, or he played this, and this is what happens when you play hip-hop. It, it makes violence, but they don't look at the, the situation that you can go to a football game because you got on the opposite team's jersey is fighting the stands or, you know, at the hockey game or, or anything else like that. But they were always considered, you know, because it's hip-hop and it's a black nightclub or whatnot, you know, it, that's the reason why the shooting happened or whatnot. So it, it's, it's the thing that we're left out here with a catch-22 
to the situation and um and it's time for us as hip hop and DJs and artists and promoters and club owners to start, you know, standing up a little bit, you know, and um changing, you know, the way we do things right. just so we can have somewhere to go. You know, this is it's already bad that we don't have nowhere to go. But, you know, so when you say change up things a little bit, how you think the DJs can change things up where we won't have these these violent situations so much? I mean, it's gonna happen. It's been like that since the moment and whatnot. But what do you think the DJs could do? Well, I mean, just be a little bit more, you know, uh, out in the community. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, and show that man, we we try to stop this. You know, we don't want this around. Right. Uh, when we start coming together on that point and and then start. Um, not letting in folks that we can see that may be a problem or whatnot, because you know you got you do have the good the people that want to come out and have a good time without without all that. Right. So if we if we start excluding you know those ones that we see that's going to be a problem or whatnot, you know, and we and when we really don't want to because we want everybody to come out and have a good time. We don't want to say, hey man, you um because your parents are sagging. You know, saying or whatnot, we can't let you in. Right. You know, and I've and I've always been a, a person that man. I don't, you know, so as long as you dress up fresh and or whatnot, you know, man, come out and have a good time. But when you come in here and we, you know, you know, the security they see that you already got a bad attitude or whatnot when you come in the door because you feel like you ain't got to respect nobody or whatnot, man, you can go to the next spot with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we just want folks to come in and want to have a good time. And unfortunately, it's coming to a point where the ladies don't want to even go to a spot where they think there's going to be, you know what I'm saying, cancer's going to start problems because, you know what I'm saying, yeah, that's what it is, yeah, you know. They don't want to get caught up in nothing. <laughs> no. So, I mean, you know, and I'm, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if you were up here where, you know, when um. When I had, you know, one of the popular, one of the most popular nightclubs in Pioneer Square was Larry's, mm-hmm. and and the politics of that, you know, what I'm saying that, you know, the city did a thing on that. You know, what I'm saying one of the Seahawk football players, mm-hmm. he punched somebody in the nose in the club, and they want to say, oh, the old poor the football player, but they didn't. They, but from the from the video surveillance and everything, he started. And we all know, you know what I'm saying, for, you all know that when an NFL player or a star athlete starts an altercation anywhere, they're supposed to get suspended, make apology to the city and everything. But no, it's not like that. When you, and then so, you know, especially up here in Seattle, it's a, it's a different type of politics game. And, you know, the city, you know, it's a popular black nightclub, you know, and when you telling cats to come down to your club, you got $2, you call it from 9 to 11, and the bar's making over 250000 a month, and the city ain't seeing none of that money, you know what I'm saying? And you got one of your star athletes off the, on, your, on the football team, you know, they're not going to look at the club. They're going to look at, oh, we're about to go to the playoffs, and when our players is hurt, or when our old, you know, old Porter player, but he's the one the reason why the problem got started. Right. And the club, the club was shut down for that, you know what I'm saying? And that wasn't fair. So... Yeah. If we take if we take and put the right you know the right situations in place and have some some you know have the police out there and whatnot so they can deter some of that or whatnot then you know we wouldn't have so much you know crime violence around around the violence around the clubs right right so 
but when we left out there without no without no protection and then the security they can only do so much because if they do a, go overboard or, or hurt somebody when not there the club sued they sued you know what I'm saying and everything else like that so when you're not letting us have the, the proper authorities that we need to around the clubs then this is what we're gonna get yeah, that nightclub business, man, it's a tricky business everywhere right about now. You know, you're already paying for insurance. That's only going to take you but so far. But, man, it, it, it's it's harder and harder to, it's, 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 to it's avoid a game. these events. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a game. Yeah, you're right. A, but the thing about it is they're not reporting when the fights is happening around the country, Western bars or the rock, or the rock concerts or, the, you know, the, uh, the EDM and, and all the other stuff. They only want to report it when it's around hip-hop. Yeah. And that's what I mean that we need to we need to make this change or whatnot and stand up. We only we only trying to march and and do all this other stuff when, you know, somebody's dying, but we're not trying to stick together and continuously stick together and keep repping and doing what we need to do to keep the culture of hip hop safe that is not keep getting these tarnishments on the name of hip hop. Yep. You know, that only time the only time that is it's a violence is because of hip hop. No, it's violence around everything that's going on. And if it's not got anything to do with music, there's still some type of violence going on. Mm-hmm. And they need to just quit put it on just hip hop. Is that's that's bad. Yeah. Well check it out, man. On that note, we're gonna go on ahead and end this episode of the Scramble Life Podcast. Uh, I wanna thank you for coming on once again. Uh, we appreciate you. Man. Uh, appreciate Man, I appreciate everything. it. I appreciate it. No man. problem. Appreciate everything you're doing out there in Seattle, Fujian Sound area. Uh, on that note, we're going to end the show with a little bit of Gorgeous Dre, another Seattle person. His new joint is called All Day. It's off his new album, Many Shades of Dre, y'all. We're going to end a little something like this, y'all. Peace.
choose what you will Be spoke down cause I'm real What's the deal? You call me super cause I'm still a man With a heart cause I'm pimping I ain't tripping cause these niggas ran Dating hoes and tricking Ain't nothing like this game Pay attention bitch and listen You don't never have to miss But keep your eyes on the trick Cause it's his nature to slip And when he slip we will hit And come up on the lid Yeah, come up on the lid I'm pimping